Hey, there you are, Facebook Live. How the hell are you guys doing today? It's me, Jeffrey Wilson, and I am with my dude, UFC Hall of Famer, trainer of champions, and former champion of this world, Pat Militich. How you doing today, champ? Doing good, buddy. Crazy, crazy world. Crazy um, last 24 hours, right? Yeah, ready to ready to try and catch up. And, you know, the, the authorities are still investigating everything, obviously. They don't even know what the hell's going on, but... It's been crazy, definitely. In Germany, of course, it's interesting. Again, they're still not sure if it's a terrorist attack. Like, WTF? What the fuck, dude? (laughs) That's compliments of Merkel's uh, lunacy, man. Well, ladies and gentlemen, like I said, it's been an interesting last, excuse me, 24 or, say, hours. I woke up. um, I'm not sure who all texted me. It kind of came pretty fast. That the Russian ambassador to Turkey, Andrei Karlov, was assassinated, which is obviously huge considering the whole climate with Russia, Syria, the U.S., Iran, all of that going down. And then as I'm talking to Pat all day and, you know, as the news is breaking, I'm seeing the picture of the ambassador at the podium. And then I see the guy who wanted to be in the shooter right behind him. Red flags go off everywhere, as you know, champ. Security for for a Russian ambassador is tight, like nat booty, my friend. And how does that happen? How did that occur? Inside job or no? Got to be an inside job. I mean, there's there's no two ways about it. I mean, if I'm part of somebody's security detail, um, and I've done some work and trained some security guys before, pretty high level guys, and um, gone through some of their training. And look, it's like think about it. Um, you're part of my mixed martial arts team, and there's eight of us who made a trip to Las Vegas for a fight, right? Um, two of the guys are fighting. The rest of us are cornermen, hanging out with each other, eating together, you know, watching movies, going to the gym together to train, to kind of fine-tune everything before the fight. If there's somebody else in that room that doesn't belong there that's in our uniform, don't you think we're going to know it? Right. Right? So a guy standing there in a three-piece suit um, as security detail standing right behind the ambassador – and nobody was there to shoot the guy right away. That's what puzzles me. Yeah, he went right? on a five-minute rant, man. Five-minute rant. Allahu Akbar, remember Aleppo and all this stuff. Five minutes? What? Where was where was the Russian ambassador's security outside of this guy? Right, right. So there, it's very, very odd the, the way the whole thing went down. And, uh, yeah, it's definitely an inside job because they've, I think they've arrested up to seven people in association with this guy. And several are family members. I'm, I'm not sure exactly what's going down, but... Dude, I'm telling you, you know, the, the uh, Edragon, the leader of Turkey, coming out and apologizing and saying oh, that's all bullshit. And ladies and gentlemen, I posted in my Facebook page. You can go to Pat's page or myself or go right here, ask any questions you guys might have regarding um, a crazy news day. And, yeah, man, you're absolutely right. And, and the guy was a former cop. He was a former cop that I think was fired uh, this past summer during the coup in Turkey. I think he graduated the academy in, in 2014 or 15. Um I don't know. We're trying to find out. And they're saying he is a part of the Gulen Network. And ladies and gentlemen, if you've been following this show for any length of time, especially episode number one, we get into who Fethullah Gulen is. Fethullah Gulen is a guy who, an expatriate from Turkey, who lives in Pennsylvania, right under the government's nose with a 20-plus billion dollar foundation that he uses for charter schools, quote-unquote charter schools, funding madrasas and facilitating terror throughout the world. Again, it's you got to ask yourself. Funding training camps, man. How and why is that happening, man? you got to wonder. you got to wonder. So, um, yeah, that was pretty crazy, man. And then um, 
Again, and, and that narrative that morning, he busted in. If I, you remember, we were talking. This gunman busted in right? in, the, in this art museum. No, he didn't bust into anything. He was standing there chilling, lunching right. behind the ambassador, just cool as a cucumber. And so that, if I was Putin, I would be like, all right, man, let's rewind ten hours prior to that. How did this gentleman slip through all of these different mechanisms that we should have in place? Like, it's not like Russia is just going to call and just say, hey, Turkey, go ahead and take care of the security for our ambassador. You know, like, what went down here? Like, Well, they're saying that, you know, and I can see somebody screwing this up, but where the security detail for, specifically the detail for the ambassador didn't catch it, um, was museum security tried to stop the guy, and he showed them his police badge. And so if you're museum security, and a guy walks in and shows you his police badge and says, back off, you're probably going to back off, right? So that's that's one thing that, you know, in there where I can see him slipping in, but the fact that the fact that nobody had a gun on him and shooting him as he was shooting, um, very or, odd. Or the five minutes after that when he goes on his rant. I, it's, it's all very perplexing to me, quite frankly. Um, but, you know, I, I'm a big JFK buff, and, you know, one of, the, one of the main things you have to do for an assassination is eliminate security. Like, that's what, I mean, some, somehow they some way got uh, security reduced or, you know, I, I don't know how that happened. But that's big news, folks. That is huge, huge news. And it's interesting. You hit me up that morning, and several of the people alluded to the assassination of the Austrian Archduke Ferdinand, which was one of the huge events that started World War One, and ironically enough, his birthday was the day before yesterday. Now that, that yeah. means anything, but it's just quite—it's uh, just interesting. That was um, in 1914, right? Yep, yep, yep. As he was just cruising down the street and his six foe. And they said that was a Serbian national. Yep. Who who uh, who killed him? Now, was the guy uh, Orthodox? Was he? Was he Muslim back in those in 1914? That's what I'm saying. Who knows? Because that yeah, that area is definitely festooned with uh, multiple ethnicities and religions. Uh, Muslim, yeah. Islam being one of them. Right. The leftovers from the um, the uh, Muslim invasion into Europe, and uh, then the Crusades and all that sort of stuff, where there were pockets of Muslims still left behind. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and the timing, bro. The timing wasn't there. There was a UN vote that day. On basically settling the the uh, the refugee issue as far as getting you know kind of setting up a ceasefire, setting up um, I, I don't know what they were going to do, just kind of let ISIS have safe passage, but also setting up uh, some kind of mechanism for the immigrants or the the refugees to return home safely. So there was a UN vote that day on that that right. whole thing, and then this goes down. And then we hop over to, I mean, shit, there was a lot yesterday. Hop over to Berlin, uh, Zurich, Switzerland, something went down. Yemen, something went down. But let's hop to Berlin. The uh, thing we're not sure, it was a terrorist attack. Somebody hopped in a, a lorry, as they call it, um, basically a, an 18-wheeler, and plowed into a truck of um, holiday goers in Germany, right? Killed yeah, about they, 15? It was a Christmas market in Berlin. Killed 15 people, injured 50. Um they're still looking for the driver, the original driver and owner of the truck or employee of the company that owned the truck was found in the truck dead. The uh, the terrorist had killed him and then just left and him in the And he's still truck. at large from what I'm hearing this morning. That guy is still supposedly at large. Right, right. Which is crazy. So, yeah. As some, a city like Berlin with ubiquitous cameras you know, everywhere, I mean, that's it just seems crazy that he was able to get away, but apparently he did. I mean, if I'm there and I see a guy run over a crowd of people and then get out of a truck and start running, 
I think I'm going to chase him, right? I would, I would think somebody would. Holy, what is going on, dude? The question here from uh, your boy, Chip. What the hell is Russian Ambassador doing at a rinky-dink art show, Pat? I think that was just one of them trying to smooth over relations with Turkey, man. One of them kind of just chill, symbolic moves, nothing too too heavy. You know, you got to start slow because those relations are very frayed. And obviously, whoever did this assassination wanted to create a rift because, again, timing-wise, today, today there was a summit between Russia, Iran, and I believe Syria on yeah. trying to resolve this issue. So, Right. And well, here's the thing. I'm getting word that the, that another ambassador um, was found murdered in his hotel room. I, I haven't caught the details of that yet. A but Russian ambassador? A I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I, I'm I'm told that there was an ambassador in Turkey from another country found in his hotel room dead. So that's all I know. Ladies and gentlemen, hop on this. Uh, this is a real-time situation apparently unfolding. If you can find any information on another ambassador biting the dust in Turkey, that would be uh, that would be uh, very well appreciated. Now, answer me this. Fox News contributor comes on, and uh, they say, "What was the reason for this for this assassination?" And this guy says, "Well, obviously, it was to strain Turkish and U.S. relations." And I went, "Well, that's a unique angle." Um, because it was a Russian ambassador who was murdered by a Turkish right. uh, police officer, right? Um, so I didn't get the angle of what the hell he was talking about, and I just kind of shook my head. Uh, maybe I could see it straining relations in terms of, you know, U.S. officials telling Turkey, dude, you shoot down a, a Russian helicopter and now this? Are you guys morons, right? Um, but more, more than anything else, um, I don't think that, that NATO and the politicians, the globalists in in Europe and in the United States fully understand the the chess playing abilities of Vladimir Putin. Uh, Vladimir Putin, you know, you messaged me and said, you know, he was pretty chill about his response to this whole thing. That's his poker face. Right. Uh, I I would be willing to bet that um, unless Trump and Putin have already talked, which I'm sure they probably have. And Trump was probably saying, you know, just relax, wait till I get into office, and then we'll go, we're going to go after these people. And we know who these people are. And that's what we saw last week, man, on RT or whatever it was. Supposedly, since the uh, offensive or the stuff going on in Aleppo has seceded or has ceased, the, the ISIS has pretty much had safe passage out of town. You see this road, and it's just like these, all these guys and trucks and munitions just being allowed to leave. What's the thing? They mix civilians, kids, and women in with them, mm. right? So you can't blow them up. It's Smart. ridiculous. Like a computer. Yeah. Yeah. Who, who allowed them to do that? That's what I'm saying. Exactly. Exactly. Well, and it, again, man, I mean, the, the narrative on Syria is kind of interesting. You know, we're kind of sold that it's a civil war and, like, everything boots on the ground there is saying, you know, it's complete opposite. It is literally, quote, unquote, terrorist funded by the you know ISIS as we call them whatever you want to call them whatever name it is Al Nusra funded by who you name it Saudi Arabia Qatar Pakistan the United States Israel you know it again man this is you, you and I we, we do agree on the fact that you know there is certain me personally certain aspects of Islam which is poison and toxic but Islam and this religious stuff is just being used to further a larger global agenda of whatever they want to call it global empire global hegemony you know, now before it was communism, now it's it's terrorism, and and they're utilizing this kind of proxy army. And now they have created a Frankenstein that is now instead of one Frankenstein, they have about well, however many Frankenstein out throughout the world. 
um, ready to to do their bidding. Because this guy who did this in, in, in Turkey yesterday, he's only 22, dude. That's a young dude. I think that guy's he's a believer, I think. I think he was yeah. fully indoctrinated. Well, I mean, look, people can say what they want about me, being uh, Islamophobic or this or that. But I sit there and say, you know, not all Nazis were throwing people in gas chambers and murdering people, right? Correct. So I think that the people um, who are Muslims at some point need to put the brakes on this shit and stand up. Um, and I'm not seeing it. I'm not seeing it after numerous terrorist attacks. Um, you know, and then you've got Obama sitting there saying, you know, speaking at a military base saying there's never been a terrorist attack. You know, I'm proud to say there hasn't been a terrorist attack on American soil since I've been president. Uh, I'm hard to interrupt. Sorry, Russian diplomat found dead in his flat with bullet in his head in Moscow. Charles there you go. Colin Young. I don't know okay. if that's confirmed. Holy I shit. Didn't know, I didn't know where he was. I thought Turkey, but thank you for the clarification. Thank you, Colin Young. Holy crap, man. Let's see. Say something clever, Pat. I got to look this up real fast. Say something clever. Well, listen. Um, look, as like I said, with the Nazis, not all of them were violent. Um, you know, I urge people who are are Muslim listening to this, man, you got to do something because, you know, a friend of mine who was uh, assistant deputy secretary of uh, CIA counterespionage and then part of the FBI counterterrorism team, um, one of the higher up guys said that they would go from mosque to mosque um, where they knew that radicalization was happening in the United States and talk to the imams there. And they'd say, look, man, just help us out. Tell us tell us what's going on, which guys are, are, are going off the rails and stuff. And no, not one person would ever talk to them, not, not one single person. So, you know, that's that's an alarming thing when when, by all accounts, no matter what, Muslims are sticking together no matter whether they are the violent strand or or people that just sit back and, and uh, are letting it happen. Well, by their silence, I think they, they do let it happen by their silence. But, I mean, I've seen certain groups, whatever, Muslims against terror, I mean, whatever. I mean, I've, I've seen some speak out. But I think overall, I think the narrative the media wants to push is to keep, you know what I mean, keep everybody in fear, pissed at Islam or whatever. But, I mean, like I said, that's that's just kind of the – the symptom of the larger problem of we have evil motherfuckers in power who are willing to send our kids off to die for this, you know, horseshit essentially. And that's what we're moving towards now, man. This like this is huge, man. Another diplomat dead within twenty four hours from a Russian ambassador. I mean, obviously things are ramping up and ladies and gentlemen, buckle up, man. The global politics as we know it, the paradigm is shifting, is absolutely shifting, and it's shifting right before our eyes. Oh, one hundred percent. And, you know, for, there's a lot of people out there that probably don't have a whole lot of knowledge on, you know, the history of terrorist attacks, the history of Islam, um, the invasions of Europe, um, which caused the Crusades to push them back out. But, I mean, even a, a big section of the Middle East was Christian at one time. And then... Um, well, so many of them aren't still, Pat. Even like I'm saying about the Syria situation, they tried to portray this kind of monolithic, we're all Muslims. A lot of that area, man, you have Muslims, you have Christians like Lebanon, for example. Yeah. So many, just as many Christians as there are Muslims. And in Syria, it's again, man, it's 
it's not just this monolithic we're all one Muslims. You got Sunni, you have Shia, you have so many different di- different dialects of language being spoken. I mean, and Assad wasn't butchering them; he let them live in he peace. He wasn't. He was what I'm saying. They're trying to fuck with our brain and just make it seem like it's all just this, you know, Islam caliphate. And I get there's a huge part of that, but especially in Syria, dude, we're talking about a half a fucking million people who have been killed, bro. Half a million. And they're making right. it seem like, you know, Assad's lining people up and butchering them and this and that. I mean, it's just the fact we're being lied to. And it sounds kind of crazy and hyperbolic, but we're being it's just, it's just crazy and people are dying from it. And that's why I find it so ironic with this whole fake news bullshit. But, um, yeah, again, man, the, the people in Syria, they might be mostly Islam, but there's so many different variations of their language that separate them. So many different variations of their, you know, like I said, Sunni or Shia. You got your Christians in there. You got, you know, so many different so much different flavors in there, man. And it's just uh I wish we would kind of see the nuance of it instead of just be so knee-jerk and be like, fucking Islam, glass parking lot. <laughs> now, here's the thing, though. Um, you've heard about what went on in Jordan, right? Recently? Yeah, dude, yesterday. No. All this, all this stuff was coordinated, obviously. Yeah, I mean, it went, yeah, yeah. Um, Ten people were killed in a terrorist attack in Jordan. Um a Canadian tourist and nine others were shot. And the, the the shootout between government forces and these terrorists went on for quite a while, I know, after the after they murdered these innocent people. But um, a lady from Canada, um, Linda Batcher, I'm not sure what part of uh, what part of Canada she was from, but she was visiting a a popular castle in Karak, Jordan, and uh, when these terrorists hit these guys. And uh, then, then government forces ended up, I believe, killing the terrorists. But so all of this stuff went on on the same day. So you can't tell me that this stuff wasn't coordinated. Like I said, Yemen, uh, Zurich, Zurich, freaking Switzerland, really? I mean, right. Germany. Yeah, I mean, yeah, around. I don't know. It's scary shit, dude. Because it's just like I said, it's it's. We'll see how this. We'll see how this escalates, man. And as soon as some of this starts coming home, here in the United States, obviously we're going to really freak out. But uh, it's obviously a very fluid, fluid and scary situation, man. Yeah. Well, I mean, you think the liberals are going to go see what happens? Trump gets elected, tariffs go nuts. Well, and I was thinking yesterday because, of course, I think you know the West and her allies are behind a lot of this shit. And I think they're trying to give him a nice fucking shit sandwich on Inauguration Day. Like, all right, dude, you think you're the fucking man? We're going to stir this shit up for you and then leave. <laughs> you know what I mean? And just give him a freaking just some ma- – this is crazy, Pat. A Russian freaking ambassador killed yesterday and a Russian diplomat killed today. Putin is going to – I mean, what? The, the, that diplomat that was found in his flat, he was dead yesterday. He was – oh, yesterday it happened? Yeah, I, I I was hearing wind of it yesterday. Oh wow! So it was all the same day. Hours after Ambassador's death. Okay, yeah. Whoa, whoa. Shit. So, how does uh, how does Putin respond to this? Well, I want to see. I want to see. I should have been watching it. I watched a little bit of it earlier. That meeting today between Iran, Russia, and Syria. Because they're, I mean, of course they're all speaking in kind of coded terms, but they're basically saying when they say the terrorists, they're they're moving closer and closer to saying the terrorists, not just ISIS and Al Qaeda or whatever, but like the terrorists and those who ally with them or whatever it is. I mean, they're essentially saying whom we, because they say it all the time now: Qatar, Saudi Arabia, the U.S. as as far as the funders of ISIS. 
Right. The uh, I saw an interesting uh, video somebody had sent me um, talking about the Jesuits had taken over uh, in this battle between uh, the basically the global elites. It doesn't matter whether they're they're Muslim, Jesuit, um, Jewish. They're all aligned uh, with each other, right? Um, I don't know. I don't know about that. But the guy that was talking about how how he was making sense of this, it was pretty interesting. And and to be honest with you, um, when you see these people all in meetings with each other, they're all pretty friendly, right? Yeah. I mean, they're they're very friendly, get along great. Um, while the little little people are are battling it out, right? It's, like, yeah, it's the gangster code, man. It's like that's the weird part about it. They all go in there and shake hands while they just plan pathological murder and takeover. You know, it's just like very. Very scary, very sociopathic. Now, uh, that's why I say people want to trip on. Let's pass legislation to keep from people from pa- ha- sagging their pants down. I get it; it looks terrible, but let's just keep it real, folks. The only people who uh, are, you know, criminals, you know, the people who pan their, hang their pants down, aren't the only motherfuckers who can do crime and horrible shit. Because the cats and the Brooks Brothers and Armani suits have been putting in some pretty serious work as well. I digress. <laughs> yeah. So, um, what's uh, what's what's Chip's way of solving this? Chip come back at us yet? No, he didn't. But somebody else asked a question, something about Terry Brandstand going up for uh, U.S. ambassador to China. Are you aware of any of this? Yeah. Oh yeah. Now, Terry Brandstad, who Pat's, is Pat's getting a committing a cardinal sin, broadcast veteran, eating on air. <laughs> no, that's my dog. <laughs> right? <laughs> you guys, is he? Are you? Are you Robin feeding him? Because it sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> no, the uh, Terry Brandstad's a fellow uh, Freemason, number one. Hold on, wait a minute. Chip is saying we're ignoring his comment. Chip, say, say your comment again, dude. I didn't see it, and I can't scroll up. You guys are ignoring my snide comments. Oh, no, it's all right. He's just being passive aggressive. It's all right. We still love you, Chip. Go ahead, bro. Go ahead, Pat. Anyway, Governor Bradstand is a uh, Freemason. He was governor for many, many years in the state, as you remember, Jeff, and then decided to run again years after. Yeah, he was governor when guys, I was a kid. Guys like Colsack and holy cow, we're just demolishing our state. Vilsack? Vilsack. I call him just a sack. Um, and uh, so anyway, but he he dealt with China a lot. He really did. He dealt with China a lot in terms of. Uh, grain trading and, and a lot of that ethanol stuff and and uh, we the state of Iowa actually has a very good relationship with China and a lot of the farmers from China would come over here I remember them constantly farmers being here flying in on planes um, spending time with American farmers learning how John Deere equipment worked all that sort of stuff this was all part of building that bridge for John Deere to start shipping combines over and equipment and all that sort of stuff so. Um, Randstad knows China well, and that's probably one of the absolute top picks you could have um, for people who have a good relationship with China. And then you've got, um, you know, our new Secretary of State, who you know is is uh, Exxon Exxon Oil monster. Um, obviously, has has done massive deals, and he'll be able to negotiate a little better, I think, than than what we've had in the past in terms of trade with China. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like he's he's bringing in straight like business people, less so much political, I guess. But it sounds like he's bringing in more cats with more business acumen than the uh, than the political side. Which you know, I, I think we need a good businessman. We're if we if we if the United States of America was a business, dude, we would have like filed bankruptcy a long time ago. So we need uh, 
something, you know. Something well, and that's the thing, that you know, when you look at when you look at who Trump's elect or putting in, in seats, you know, Secretary of Defense, uh, Homeland Security, you know, both generals, where you know, what's what's Jay Johnson's background? Jay Who's Johnson. Obama's? Yeah, what's Jay Johnson's background? I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Probably not defense. Probably not. Yeah. You know, uh, Ash Carter, right? Secretary of Defense. Dude, imagine that suit walking into a military base overseas, which he just went over there and visited troops. Imagine U.S. Marines looking at Ash Carter, listening to him talk to them, right? Right. A liberal, a liberal attorney who's got an Armani suit on, talking to him about hoorah. Right. right? <laughs> think, think of the Marines looking at yeah. him, looking at Obama, looking at all these guys. Going, That's like Robert McNamara back up, in the day. He ran up. Ford and then right. went on to run the Defense Department. It's kind of odd. It's it's sad, dude. It's sad that that and they turned our military into a social experiment, right? And now we, with these generals coming in, with Trump coming in, dude, these guys are heavy hitters, man. I think that uh, I I would be willing to bet terrorists are getting pretty nervous. Chip said, "Leave us liberal attorneys alone." As well they should be. <laughs> As well they should be. I mean, it, that's what, you know, whatever. I didn't vote for Trump. I just said he, he's, he's bringing uh, more of what I'm – for me, again, it's a larger issue with, with Trump as it relates to a, a paradigm shifting taking place. But he's articulated what no one's been willing to talk about for, for years is in the fact that the this terrorism we're talking about is state-sponsored. And these are right. proxy forces being used to destabilize as opposed to just – you know, whatever they they claim it is, and that's a huge component. You can never fix the fucking problem unless you recognize it exists. And so, at least, hopefully, we have the courage to start being like, you know, I, on this show we talk about accountability. I would like to see some people go to jail, you know, for some of this shit. But you know, I don't think that's going to happen. But I think Trump hopefully is going to put the kibosh on this this proxy bullshit that's been going on for decades. Well, it sounds like he's leaning that way at least, which you know he's. And there's a lot of people that had no idea that that sort of thing was going on, right? There's, or they say it ended in the 80s the with the Mujahideen and the Soviets and shit. People think like, no, no, it, it stopped then. It's like, bro, get the fuck out of here. Right. But how many, what percentage of Americans actually realized that um, the freedom fighters in Syria, how many, how many people actually realized that those are actually extremist Islamic psychopaths? Oh. They're called freedom fighters. Well, I mean, when they frame the narrative of 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 um, what the hell's his name? Assad going and killing blah 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 blah. That whole problem reaction solution. We freak right. out and like, please, someone come in and save these people, solve the problem. And of course, you know, like you said, John or uh, John McCain was seen meeting with these guys. These are the savior force. But now we come to find out this wasn't just a savior force. This was a proxy force. And the whole narrative on Syria is horseshit. It's not a civil war. And these guys were being trained in Jordan for quite a while. Jordan? The, the, the leaders of this – there's a massive training facility in Jordan. I, I've got a bunch of friends um, who work for Blackwater and the State Department and other stuff who were over there training guys, um, Middle Eastern dudes. And that's who these guys are. Those are the leaders of these of these little armies. And, and this is another thing, you know, going back to kind of the issue with Turkey – we we got to keep an eye on Turkey, ladies and gentlemen, and Erdogan. Whose side is he on? I think he's speaking out of both sides of his face here because, you know, the U.S. has been utilizing Turkey as a conduit for heroin, as a base for training, as a base to launch airstrikes from. 
Um, so, you know, I think Turkey is kind of our bitch while they act like they're not. Dude, but- that's the thing. Um, and you're spot on with all of this. And I'm wondering, um, our friend Chip's got some really nice cars and a really beautiful house. I wonder if he's part of that heroin trade. <laughs> you <laughs> never know about Chip. these things working in D.C. You never know what kind of skeletons he's, <laughs> Chipster has. His name's Chips, for God's sakes. Who knows, man? But we've we're given Chip him, too much damn air time. on here eventually. You realize I know, that. I know, I know. Chip, we love Get you, Chip dude. On here. He's coming on to defend himself. He better. We're just going to keep slaying him every week. Well, we'll, all, we'll just wind up, you know, chuckling at the end, and we'll, you know, he'll wind up be getting converted to our side, and we'll all laugh and have a beer at the end. So, you know, it's a lovely <laughs> thing. So what's what's up, man? This, this uh, Trump was, you know, we've heard, obviously, this conversation of trying to, I mean, I don't know. We said they're going to try to delegitimize the, the, the election. They kind of legitimized it. They did yesterday with the locking in the electoral vote. They're still trying to talk this madness about Russia. You know, I don't give a fuck. A, Russia didn't do it. And if you're going to trip about Russia hacking and not worrying about what the fuck they hacked, that's a huge problem. That's almost yeah, like yeah. that. that that's yeah, almost like the truth. They that's like you getting in your girl's phone, finding your finding liberals your gr- hack, yeah. liberals hack the primary, and we're trying to hack the freaking election, dude, by cheating their asses off, and the Russians expose that. And so it's just deflection. That's all it is. Yeah, it's, it's just yeah, straight deflection. Like it's you know, it's like it's like your girl finds out, you, looks in your phone, finds out you're cheating, has pictures and everything, and you're like, what the fuck are you doing in my phone? Like completely obfuscating what the fuck she found. Like, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's 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 um it's crazy because the whole narrative was Trump, you are undermining democracy if you do not legitimize the results of this election because we know you're gonna we're gonna kick your ass. Right. And so here, days afterwards, we hear this whole. You know, Russia bullshit, which is just insane. And then they stand behind the whole 15, 16 different intelligence agencies, you know, said it was legit, even though they haven't gone before Congress and said shit. But right. supposedly, you know, I don't know. When when people say that to me, again, I host. Weapons I of mass destruction. Weapons of mass destruction. Don't I have another three words. The Warren Commission. You had former CIA head Alan Dulles, John J. McCloy, former head of Chase Manhattan Bank, uh, uh, Gerald Ford, who became president, Chief Justice Earl Warren, all sold as horseshit on the death of a president. So I don't give a fuck if it's some official panel that says X, Y, Z. That doesn't exactly. mean their findings can't be impeached or, or you know what I mean, found to be wanton, if you will. People, that's what I'm saying. People are just so slaves to like authority. Like, no, this was the FBI director. He would never lie. Or this was the CIA director. And again, when did the CIA become the fountain of freaking truth? The CIA said Russia hacked the thing? Like, I'm from the show yeah. me state, brother. Yeah. You guys to show me on that one. Yeah, uh, they, they're forgetting that Osama bin Laden was on the payroll. Yeah, and weapons of mass destruction. Poor Colin Powell had to stand before the UN with, with illustrations of mobile chemical unit that's i mean that's how fucked up this shit was and we went to war off it and people died and it happens all the time fake news fake news and i i think i recall um a lady uh miss rice going on five sunday talk shows saying that a video caused benghazi right you know we can go through a million instances of of bullshit from all all the administrations really right absolutely like I said, if you were, and we, 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 you said you wanted to kind of do a show on this, and we still could, but they seem to have pumped the brakes on this fake news shit. Actually, no, they didn't. They passed an executive order uh, saying something about whatever that was last week about fake news and propaganda or something like that. Right. I'll have to send that to you, but 
Yeah. So we need to do a show sometime. Just kind of even going back from like the Spanish American War. Let's just stick it like within the next the last century and a half of lies, starting wars, and people dying. Because yeah. pretty much every war has been that way. But yeah, so we got Trump coming in here in what a month? What's he gonna do, dude? What's gonna be the move? I think, I think a, uh, I think he's gonna abuse power. Quite frankly. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and I, I'm, right. I'm sure that I'm sure that Chip's excited about that. And, uh, but but Bush and Obama have and Clinton all set a precedence for Trump to follow, and um, he is going to believe in his heart that what he's doing is right all while violating the constitution and uh he's going to probably put a serious slowdown or halt on uh muslim immigration he's probably going to do his best to shut the border down start deportations um talk talk tough about that and i think that he and putin are probably going to go after uh, a lot of terrorists i think a lot of there's going to be a lot of dead people here pretty soon and iran I mean, I think it looks like uh, Iran is a part of this now paradigm shift, even though, you know, globally they're still kind of a pariah, if you will. You know, for some reason, somehow, because we have fucked up so bad, Putin's become a bad or a good guy. And then, like, some of his allies are going to be seen as this narrative about Syria comes out. Syria is going to become, you know, the, the, the tide's going to turn as far as the uh, sentiment on, you know, getting rid of Assad. And you know what I mean? Right. And I, dude, here's the thing. He's going to also reverse um, this Iran nuclear deal. I think that uh, I think you Iran think is will, the you last. Said. You know, you you had mentioned uh, uh, General. Uh, doggone it! I no, I can't remember his name for some reason. Um, it'll come back to me. Um, Wesley Clark. Oh yeah. Uh, when he sat down with a piece of paper on that talk show and said, you know, there's seven nations that we're going to destroy in five years, and we've already talked about this several times that the, those nations haven't all been destroyed yet. Iran's the last one on that list. Iran hasn't been wrecked yet, but it's coming. Oh, and, Syria was uh, definitely one of them and probably has taken longer Yemen, than they thought. Syria was one, yeah. Yemen, another that's being destroyed. Syria's gone, dude. Syria Syria is smoked. I mean, have you seen um, a picture of Syria um, in any building that doesn't have a wall blown out of it? Especially Aleppo, and I mean, without a doubt, without Aleppo's just—how do you repair that city? I mean, it looks like World War Two. Yeah, it looks like something from World War Two or World War One or any war. That yeah, it's literally horrifying, man. It really is. So, um, but just to give you a heads up, I just got a message. This is pretty cool, buddy. Update. Dave Zady, and I'll get this wrong, but basically this is the gist of it. He was I worked with him at the World Alliance of Mixed Martial Arts. He was the CEO of that because he had a stellar record for being above reproach. Never never got in trouble. Never 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 did anything wrong. Never got brought up on anything. As one of the you know top five six guys in the CIA and then the FBI or FBI first, sorry, and then the CIA. But he was an expert on counterterrorism. And is a expert still, um, and runs a uh, uh, a company called Universal. Well, he's vice president at Universal Protective Services. So, um, guy is uh, a brilliant mind, a, an, an amazing individual to talk to. And I can tell you right now that you're you will be blown listening to this guy and his stories of the FBI and and CIA and the things that he's done in his past and. So uh, he just told me he he's pumped to come on the show. So we'll, I think we need to have him next week. 
Next, woo, that would be the day after Christmas, uh, the 27th. That's cool. Yeah, so we'll see if he's on vacation. I don't know. So uh, maybe we'll, after we'll, the new year, if possible, or if if it conflicts with his holiday schedule. Yeah, we'll get him on though. But this guy's this guy's a heavy hitter. Yeah, it's a very that's a big guess. Very so. cool. And your and your and your seal dude, your seal guy that you sent me that video the other day. That was had me pumped all freaking day, dude. Yeah, David Rutherford. Yeah, I, I watch those eh, at least once a month. Yeah, that was. Anybody out there, look up David Rutherford. Um, it's it's his motivational videos. He's a motivational speaker, also a former Navy SEAL. And when he does corporate speaking, he'll make some of the executives come up. They have to agree previously, but um, he's got giant tanks of ice water and all kinds of stuff. And so he'll give a hour and a half, two hour speech, and these guys are are getting you know brought into near hypothermia and then brought out and made to do push ups and handstands and sit ups and wall squats and all kinds of crazy stuff and then throw him back in the tank. No the whole sir. time. The whole time he's doing the speech, but his uh, his videos on Embrace Fear, uh, you can look those up again. David Rutherford um, on YouTube, Embrace Fear, and check out those. They're very they're very guy. very well done, very cool videos. Yeah, very interesting, very interesting guy, very interesting. Um, yeah. Well, again, man, I mean, I guess we got still got a few minutes to surmise, man. The last last day has been crazy, and obviously it's it's going to continue to get crazy. Everybody, keep your eye on Turkey, man. Turkey is almost the fulcrum. For obviously the East and the West, it's been a conduit for drugs and heroin for a very long time. Um, it's also been a conduit for training for a lot of these terrorist forces that we're talking about that they then send out to Syria and everywhere else in the world. Um, anxious to see what happens with Erdogan, man. There was a big coup this summer that they put down. I, I'm wondering whose side he's on, man, because he is definitely playing both sides. And, you know, we're harboring Fethullah Gulen over here. The Turkish imam, expatriate, sitting on $20 billion. And just, ladies and gentlemen, when I say this, literally, he's sitting in a palatial mansion in Pennsylvania, Fethullah Gulen. Yeah. And he is funding, through a lot of these different mechanisms, military or, you know, civilian and military, terror throughout the world. We should write letters. You should write letters to the governor of Pennsylvania, um, perhaps the head of the National Security Agency or the CIA. Be like, why is this guy allowed to live here and still fund terror? Why he's not in prison, actually. Why he's not in prison. Yeah. Because they want Trump, him there, clearly. What, what will Trump do with him? Yeah, very good question. I, ooh, I should send Trump a tweet. I wonder if he'd read it. Be like, dude, you need to ship that motherfucker back to Turkey quickly. Well, and here's the thing. A lot of people are saying this, and, and, and then on the other side, there's a lot of people that think that people who are saying that we're already in the Third World War, they're going, what, what are you talking about? We're not blowing stuff up we're not dropping atomic bombs we're not dude this stuff is going on there are fires everywhere across the globe right now battles going on right non-stop the the entire the, the entire i mean it's team here right yeah pretty tame here but uh you know when you look at things that are going on in europe the mass rapes the violence the the streets are just chaos the streets being <clears throat> being taken over for prayer services just as a big fu to European citizens, right? What happens? What happens when they do that in Texas? And this is this is what we talked about: Trump's immigration policy. Again, me, Jeff Wilson, I don't have a problem with Muslims. I know too many of them, and I've never had a hostile conversation about anything. But there right. are. Oh, I get along. I get along with. Pretty but, much every every Muslim I know. But the but the the Germany situation should be an appeal. Like Pat just said, it's going on everywhere. But it, and it's and it's it's crescendoing. It's not crescendoing. It's it's speeding up. 
So what's happening in Germany, what they have, how many immigrants they have, and several hundred thousand or a couple hundred thousand, within well, that minimum, you have dude. a that's huge minimum. contingent who are willing to do what that guy did yesterday. Right. And, you know, long story short, this whole thing, I think, was created to create a kind of diaspora throughout the world, slipping in extremists, the, you know, your, your Trojan, your new Islamic Trojan horse, if you will. Well, and in our intelligence exactly said happening. that that was a fact. We knew that they were going to do that. And that's why Trump was saying that. People people filter those statements through, you know, xenophobia and all that shit. And maybe he is a little bit, but in my opinion, I interpreted that to say, and he even used the terms Trojan horse. And like I said, he's articulated this whole larger agenda as it relates to terror. It's being funded outside of it, – it's it's an ex, being ex, funded externally and used to, to go around and destabilize. And within that, like I said, is this Trojan horse aspect. Why would we want that? Of course, our hearts, you know, we would love to take in – People who have, you know, in a fucked up land. But unfortunately, within that is some it's a security risk, quite frankly. Dude, here's the thing. I mean, when in, in all reality, in all reality, and people are going to you know, get pissed at me for saying this, whatever. But it's more about fear of which one's going to bite you. Right. We don't we have no idea which ones are going to get are going to get radicalized. So a hundred could come here and two get radicalized. Um, we don't know how many, what the number is, but two's enough to destroy a lot of shit. Yeah. Right. I mean, fuck and one I, just kill an ambassador. I mean, that's all it takes, really. All when it takes I see, is one Judas Bill. Right. When I when I see Christians get radicalized, they take a trip to Mexico and build an orphanage. You know what I mean? That's that's for the most part. Are you taken back by that, Joe? No, I'm just, you know, I'm just, you know, we all have, yes, they do that too, and they've also committed some pretty heinous atrocities as well. In the name of Christ? In the, yeah, absolutely. Which ones? Um, the fucking Inquisition one and two, Queen Isabella of Spain, pretty much decipating native lands throughout Central America and South America. Okay, I'll give you that one. <laughs> Uh, the Native American peoples, pretty much. I'm talking modern times, though. I'm talking Native modern. American peoples. Yeah, that's what a couple hundred years ago. It's, you know, killed for speaking their language or doing their dances or their native dances. Dude, that was that's bull bullshit. Oh that's come on! Were killed. They were killed because we wanted the resources of this land. No, no, no. I I understand that, yourself. but a part that of that indoctrination to, to to Westernize them or whatever it was or Christianize them. Believe me, any of their dances, any of their rain dances, any of their shuffling of the feet certain ways or are utilizing in their own language in certain places that's they were called blue laws in certain cases yeah they were fucking right, killed right. some sometimes but in, in in the end in the end religion is being used as a tool um for these battles to obtain resources globally right and it, so. and that's been going on you know like i said christian islam whatever you want to call it that's been going on forever because like uh, uh josh howard who we had on native right. of of africa Russia's doing it, utilizing forces to destabilize shit for resources. It, yeah. China's doing it, and the U.S. is doing it. That's European why I say a lot of it. it's yeah. chess, not checkers, man. It's chess. So that's why I say, you know, we can get caught up in having the conversation on on the religion and how bass awkward it might be or whatever, but try to see the forest for the trees, and I don't get too caught up in that because that lets right. these other architects who are really running shit. Like, the, for me, Islam, radical Islam is the tail. You cut the fucking tail off, you still got the head. So. Yeah. Just like when you talk to a guy like Soros, you know, in his interview with 60 Minutes years ago, um, do you believe in God? No, I don't. You know, that's him. No, I'm an atheist. I don't believe in God. But he claimed to be a Jew, right? And this is the same guy that was 
you know, selling his people that, out. Did you, have you watched that interview? On the six, no, I, oh, it's, I it's probably need to refresh watch it. And he'll sit there and say, you know, um, when he's being questioned, you know, the 60 minutes asked the question, you know, did you feel bad? Did you feel horrible about what was going on, what was happening to your fellow Jews? And he was like, I was just happy it wasn't me. That's that, that's that's George Soros in a nutshell, dude. I, Kissinger as well. Kissinger was kind of engaged in the same behavior, of selling his people out for his own gain as a as a young lad. Yeah, yeah. Scary, scary stuff, dude. So well, anyway, yeah, uh, yeah. That's it's uh, things are upside down, and and we'll see how many more terrorist attacks happen. See who gets scooped up from these terrorist attacks. See if they ever find the guy that drove the truck into the people. Yeah, again, very fascinating that this guy is somehow MIA, which is like what. In a city like Berlin with cameras everywhere, come on. But here's the thing. Here's the thing, Jeff. This is where you, you know I can throw a monkey wrench in on you. And when we talk about we talk about obtaining resources globally, um, Muhammad conquered Mecca from his base in Medina in 630 A.D. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, from there. Uh, Muslims uh, conquer Syria and the surrounding lands, which were all Christian, by the way, including Palestine and Iraq. That was 636. That was six years later after after uh, Muhammad conquered Mecca and uh, four years, I guess, after Muhammad died. And then from there, they just went on a rampage through the world. And now was that was that a religious uh, rampage or was that to gain resources? Because, you know. How many resources did they even know about? It's not well, like I mean, they knew about I, oil back then. I mean, I think like any any empire's plan is to expand empire, whether it's for to just expand your religion, or once you get hip to resources, utilizing your religion or political whatever agenda to expand to get resources. If that made sense, I don't know if that made sense, but um, mo- yeah. most times it's usually it's usually an excuse. You need some kind of narrative to gather your people with, whatever it is, religion, politics. It's like a, it's, it's like a, it's like a grizzly bear. He's got a certain amount of territory. Don't come in it. <laughs> well, that's kind of I think that's kind of what what Trump's about ready to set up. But um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. The world's on fire, and like I said, I just wish people would you know get a little hip to the checkers game and stop playing fucking chess because it's dangerous. It's very very dangerous. And then like I said, we have. Frankenstein's now legitimate Frankenstein's regardless who trained them who fund them we have legitimate Frankenstein's roaming the countryside and uh it ain't pretty the next probably 10 15 years are going to be pretty pretty nuts man so think about the stuff is hitting everywhere around the world really except here right think about it we've been hit I think there's been 12 terrorist attacks on U.S. soil since Obama's been in office you know from the Oklahoma beheading in the workplace uh, to the shooting down in Florida of um, 50 folks in that the gay nightclub, night yeah. the 12 out in in California, uh, that couple. The, yeah. Uh, so we've had our share. Yeah, but but I think that you know the Charlie Hebdo and all those other types of things. I think the way they were done, um, I don't know. It's it's just uh, I think that all of Europe is about to get a really really rude awakening and I'm praying that it wakes up America that we can uh, well and I know. think they're dealing with higher numbers over there too Pat higher numbers of, of immigrants of radical cats I think we have them over here but I don't I don't think near in the numbers of over there because you know that area is so close to the that's Middle what I'm East. saying I'm praying yeah. that Americans wise up and say 
All right, wait a minute. Hold on. There's something obviously not working here. Um, so there's a, there's one one of these things is not like the other, right? right? Okay, that's not me being racist. That's not me me being a bigot. That's just the fact that when you mix these religions together, you get massive amounts of violence. And look in this global economy that we have, it's I know it's hard to turn that back, um, and it's it's wrong to say, but you know, I sat there ten years ago going. Dude, it's not going to be that far off. We got buses blowing up, cafes, movie theaters. Um, if Americans can stomach that in big cities, m- massive attacks in downtown Manhattan, have fun, dude. Have fun. That's you know, and I've I've wondered, man, throughout this conversation about like you know funded terror and shit like that. How much of that would really be happening if it wasn't funded? You might have some small, I think, skirmishes here and there, some explosions or whatever. But, I mean, you have, like, worldwide global terror, um, some of it rather sophisticated, that I just don't think would have existed had this agenda, this global agenda, what you know, we talk about whoever it is, Illuminati, whoever it is, have set up to control the world. Right. I wonder how much of that would actually be taken. I mean, of course, you would never just get rid of all violence and ill shit, you know, for the rest of, you know, forever. But like I said, I wish, uh, you know, I think we should not necessarily, you know, multi, whatever, however you want to call it. We should stop look at our, looking at our differences as something that should should separate ourselves from each other. Because I think that, that then creates the unknown factor of the fear, et cetera. I'm not going to be okay with you cutting off heads and shit like that. That's a different story. But I'm just saying, if you have a different way of life and I have a different way of life, that should be fucking okay. And we should well, not... That, that, but see, here's the thing. What you're saying right now is not how they think. That's how you and I think. But that's so almost how we think with our foreign policy. We go over and try to democratize everything and say, like, well, we see your bass awkward way. We're going to come in and civilize or democratize, not the world, but in a lot of these places we've gone out to, we've called ourselves spreading democracy. Dude, we're not setting up democracies. I'm just saying that's what we that's what we're on paper. So we're setting up we're setting up puppet puppet regime leaders. Exactly. So exactly. we can fleece the resources. Exactly. Exactly. No, hey, if if one country is going to get it, I guess it should be ours. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Well, and see, and that's the thing. Like, you know, uh, empires are going to do that. They're going to go around jacking people's resources, but that's not quite as palatable as. Fear them. They're different than us. They're gonna come head, cut your head off, etc. Especially when that threat is real. They've created, like I said, so many Frankenstein's. That's a legitimate threat now. Right. But they're gonna continue to utilize that. Go around. I mean, we haven't even started talking about China, the South China Sea, and the Spratly Islands, dude. Like, right. we have another whole phase of kind of this war that we haven't even really discussed. China. We're still talking about the Middle East, Syria, Russia, Iran, etc. China is a whole other variable. That's military still, bases popping up in the middle of the ocean. Right, creating landing, them. Landing right. strips appear out of nowhere. And then I, in the news yesterday, five days ago, uh, one of our drones were in supposedly international waters, and China snatched it up, and we demanded they give it back, and they gave it back, I think, today. Obviously didn't have enough time to back-engineer that bad boy. But, no, uh, how fast? I guarantee they took it apart and took pictures, dude. They probably did. They probably did. Five days is plenty of time. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, I, mean, I just was thinking, such a short period of time, they probably, yeah, they definitely popped that boy open. How, why would you? Not, why would you not? There's Chinese DNA all over the inside of that thing. Right, and you know they're probably finding that too. Like, god damn it, these motherfuckers. <laughs> 
It's going down, man. Fluid every single day. Some shit's going on. That's why I say, we, you and I, for this show, we had enough conspiracies, even past stuff to go down. Since we've started this, we've had so much new, fresh shit. Man, we, even, we haven't even really had to go back to the archives yet. I know. That's the scary thing, dude. That's um, almost the sad part. Yeah, I don't, I don't wish we had material, quite frankly. Oh, and I also want to get a uh, guy that I know here, Sonny, Sonny Pozikas, on, uh, on the show. He's a former Spetsnaz Special Forces um, the guy's been through some, been through some serious stuff. He actually, uh, trains people in the United States now though. That's nuts. Yeah. No joke. I want to get, I want to get him on so that we can get his angle of, of the Putin mentality. So we'll get him on in the coming weeks. The Russian perspective. Absolutely. Well, champ, I know you're rolling up to the time where you said you have to dip out, man. You, uh, yeah. you and the fam have an awesome holiday, bro. And a happy new year. Merry Christmas. And, Merry uh, Christmas to everybody. And let's, uh, let's go ahead and mention our sponsors there before we sign up. Absolutely. Right? If you want some nice, comfortable apparel and you're rolling concealed carry style, the C4.com has gear for men, women, you know, very comfortable, very functional. Go check it out. And if, uh, if you want to eat some meat that's higher in protein than beef, turkey, or anything else, you want to go check out some Iowa bison, my friend. I still got quite a bit in the freezer. Actually, I just cooked some up this morning with some eggs. IowaBison.com will hook you up. And um, what else do we have? We have uh, Mr. Pat Milicich and a gentleman by the name of Don Roberts. They train badasses throughout the country via Firehorse Combatives. You can check that out at FirehorseCombatives.com. And uh, I host another podcast, significantly more lighthearted than this one, where we just have on a variety of guests discussing a variety of issues. I've had Pat Militich on several times. Uh, go check out hashtag It's Me Speaking to You, just the way it's spelled. It's Me, SPK, and the number two, the letter U. Uh, I've got about 70 episodes in there, man. Go check it out, man. Got a lot of cool guests, little cool conversations. And uh, looking forward to the next show, my friend. Yep. Merry Christmas to everybody. Happy New Year. Uh, happy Hanukkah. All that good stuff. Happy Kwanzaa. Kwanzaa's <laughs> not real, dude. Stop that. Really? I don't even know. What it, I know it's African holiday. I don't. I don't even know. That was created. Come on, dude. Really? Look, I'm sorry. Look it up, dude. Happy Festivus for the rest of us. <laughs> <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen. I'm messing with you because you're black, dude. I'm half black, Pat. I'm black and white. Okay. Don't deny my <laughs> Irish German side, my friend. <laughs> All right, brother. Ladies and gentlemen, you guys enjoy the holiday and peace and all that love, and we'll be chatting soon.